evening, and possibly even good afternoon. Wherever you're listening, however you're listening, and whenever you are listening to this, I thank you and I welcome you in to another edition of the Shallow Oceans Podcast. I am your humble shepherd through the valley of consciousness, a mere mortal man, constantly challenging himself in different ways every single day, and somebody who has went through so many endeavorments within this world, I came back to let you know that in a world that seems so vast, it's really not as deep as you think. And on tonight's show, I would like to thoroughly welcome you and invite you on a journey like no other. And on this journey, I'm pretty sure you're going to be embarking into something you have never done in your life. Probably not a single one of you, besides a few maybe, a select few, probably not a single one of you have ever embarked on this adventure. And I could say, pretty articulately, that this is going to be one of the hardest and most challenging things you are going to do in this life. And it is also not going to test the bounds of how strong you are spiritually, how well connected you are to God, but it is also going to show you the level of how much of a prisoner you are to your body. And it's going to not only help you in a plethora amount of ways, you are going to get the most incredible health benefits if you have the courage and determination to see it through. I would like to thoroughly invite you tonight to join me for a fast. Fasting is one of the most interesting things and still not even highly talked about within Western societies. If we go over to the Eastern seaboards and look at a plethora of different religions as well, like Ramadan and all of these different ones, a lot of religions that are more so on the Eastern side do have a lot of religious tendencies where they will not eat from sunup till sundown. And depending on the time of year that that happens, that's a good amount of time. That can be anywhere from 6, 7 a.m. all the way to 6, 7, 8 p.m. Good 12 hours, if not longer. The thing is, though, with the different levels of fasting, there are so many out there that sound catchy, that sound interesting. All of these diets, right? And so many people that are always attesting to be these internet doctors or physicians or herbalists or nutritionalists, they all want to sound fancy. And they're all looking for the new hip thing, just like content creators looking for the new kind of trend. They're trying to find the coolest way to eat. So they'll come up with stuff like uh, the WebMD guy, carnivore. They do carnivore diets. They do like ancestral diets, animal diets. They'll do veganism, vegetarian, I mean, pescatarian, paleo. Uh, dude, there's so many of them out there. They're just all fads. None of them are truly hitting the thing which you need, which is just minerals. If your body gets the minerals it needs, you'll be fine. Trust me, less shit, less processed foods, less animal products, you'll be fine. Go listen to the episode that I said, you are what you eat. We've talked about it extensively. But tonight I want to talk about the things we will not be eating, because I think that's very important for the show. And so again, there's a lot of religions that are very prevalent with not eating, but not a lot of cultures really even embrace the thought of stop eating entirely. People would almost think that's crazy. And I can guarantee you, in this Western society, here in this country, especially where my mother comes from and my father, Germany, Macedonia, they've never heard of fasting. And they think it's insane. I know for a fact, when I've told people that I fast, they're all petrified. Literally scared for their self and me. Like, they're scared for everybody. I've had people tell me the most outlandish things when they heard I'm fasting. They're like, 
dude, aren't you driving? Aren't you going to pass out? No, why would I pass out? Uh, dude, that's not safe. What's going to happen to you, bro? Isn't your blood sugar going to... No, I don't have blood sugar issues. Dude, that's not healthy. I mean, if you stop eating, that's when you die. I've seen... That's what happens with sick people and people who are just giving up on life. Um, okay, but I'm trying to live even more. And I'm trying to escape the body. And trust me, when you're attuned with yourself and you're as fit as I am, you eat as well as I do, and you practice meditation, and all of these things that amplify your own sense of self, you're going to be very in tuned and listen to when the body whispers. Now, I have endeavored into an over four-month span of working out almost every single day. And I quite literally mean that. This entire month, we're now on the 13th of February. I've worked out every single day this month. And then we go back to January, 31 days, I believe. I worked out 29 of them. And then we go back even further, 28 days, whatever. I've been working out so hard and I've been ingesting so much food. I have put on over 15 pounds of muscle and a little bit of fat. But the trick is my digestive system has been working in such an overworking way because I usually plas uh, practice intermittent fasting, which we'll talk about again throughout this show that for me to be eating as much as I have on such a consistent level, my body is tired a lot because to digest food takes energy. And when you're using that energy and using the body, it never gets a break. And trust me when I say this, I knew I was going to stop soon. I thought I'd push it to the end of February. But on Monday when I was working out, my body literally told me, yo, broski, we might want to slow it down here soon. We're getting to that point where it's time to just relax and let the car do an oil change. It's like the best way I can describe it to you. That's like the most perfect analogy. If you have a car, and if you've never been privy with cars, I'm putting you on game with cars and help, will help you save your car's life. So with a car, the max you should drive on oil that you have is 5,000 to 10,000 miles max. If you're really OCD about it, every two to 5,000 miles, you should change your oil. It helps the wear, keeps the engine clean, helps the car out with its admission release, uh, your fuel efficiency, mileage, etc. everything. It's immaculate, right? But if you're changing the oil on your car, there's levels and regulations and rules to doing it. If the car is on, you cannot change the oil. It will destroy it. Because if you unleash the bottom pin that holds all the oil in and drain your oil, the engine will instantly fry itself because it needs the oil to process and to use it. That's the blood of the engine. If you take any oil out or you're driving with an engine with very low oil, I have a hard time believing your car is going to last that long. Just telling you. So let's say we have to turn the car off. Well, depending how long you've driven it, how far you've gone, how thick the oil is, how long it's been since your last oil change, when you're draining the oil, you have to wait for the oil to cool off. Because if you just drove a few hours to get to the place to change your oil, they're not going to touch your oil for at least an hour to two hours because it has to cool down. The engine as well has to cool down. So you need to do a cool down process to change the oil. And then when you change the oil, you have to let all of it drain completely out, cap it again, change the filter, and then put more oil in and the car will be running swimmingly. It will thank you for it. Your body is the same way. The oil in your body is your blood. The food you're putting in it is the sense of giving you oil. If you are constantly eating food, which I'm sure you're doing every single day, you are never letting the car turn off. And so now, have you ever thought about 
why it's so important to turn the car off? Well, I just told you, you need to change the oil. You need to help your blood heal itself. You might not know this, but on a microscopic level in your body, the cells in your body, the blood in your body, the inflammation in your body, the mucus buildup in your body, the bacterial infection that is going on with the over five pounds of waste just sitting in your intestines, not even to mention the DNA strands that are so slowly almost decaying in your body because of time, you want to reverse all of that. And your superpower is fasting. Because when you turn off your body, you're not gonna believe the things that happen that modern medicine is just starting to figure out. Because again, you might not need medical advancements if you know that you can do it all yourself. It's the reason why they hate herbalism. It's the reason why they hate anybody that has old wives' tales of using herbs or minerals or fruits or vegetables or whatever. And they are god-awfully afraid of fasting because of how powerful it is and how good it is for your body. Now, there are varying degrees of fasting as well. Trust me when I say this, one of the most important ones you can start in your life today is called intermittent fasting. And now with intermittent fasting, what you are doing is you're picking a time period within your day where you will consume all of your food. Because I'm not sure if you know this, it's not good to snack all the time. It's not good to eat as soon as you wake up. It's not good to eat as soon as you go to sleep. It's very unhealthy. If you eat before you go to sleep, your food never properly digests and it sits in you and it never fully digests and turns into sludge. If you're just waking up and you're eating food, you are destroying the cleaning process your body just did while you were sleeping because that was a state of fast. That's why it's called break fast. Breakfast. Break fast. It's breakfast. Be careful to learn and discern what these words and what you're doing. When you just wake up, the most important thing you need to do is drink spring water. Spring water with a little Celtic sea salt, a good glass of it to two glasses, and eat nothing for at least an hour to two hours tops. You need to let your body wake up, clean itself a little bit more, and start to remove waste before you put more into it. So now intermittent fasting, what I preferably do for myself, is I'll eat within a six hour window. No more, no less. So usually what I'll do is from 4 p.m. to 10 p.m. That's my window of eating because of how my sleep schedule is, when I wake up, when I work, etc. The first radio show for that I work on Monday through Friday starts at 4. So I wake up at 10-ish, go to the gym about 11, 11.30, finish about 1, 1.30, head out to LA, get out there about 2-ish, 2.33, set up, make the smoothie, get all my stuff, nutrient base, and then I have my first meal. And keep in mind too, when you're eating within an intermittent schedule, your body is going to have a little bit of a workshop to get to that level because it's going to take some time. Your body's going to be craving, hungry, addictions, etc. And the parasites in your body, yes, we need to talk about the parasites, uh, they are happy dandy living within you as well. And they're the ones who give you cravings, just to let you know. Parasites are insane. They go from microscopic to giant, uh, I think they're called like tapeworms in your stomach, intestinal tract, right? And they all have cravings, they all eat what you eat, and if you don't feed them, they get really pissed off, which is why fasting is such a hard thing to do for so many people, because most people never do an actual parasite cleanse. I highly recommend it. I will definitely show you guys some different type of liquids and herbalism things you can take to remove them. But remember, if you're not fasting and you're not eating correctly, cleaning parasites really doesn't matter then, because they're gonna come right back. Some of the most highly parasitical foods are meats, raw meats, sushi, and a lot of processed foods. That's just where parasites live and breathe, and they love to sit in your stomach eating the foods that you give them. So again, when you start doing intermittent fasting, 
it might be very tough in the beginning. I mean, really tough. You might start feeling headaches. Those are the parasites telling you we're hungry. That might even get tired. You might feel almost lethargic. You might start breaking out more. You might start getting little bumps on the back of your arms. And like, people don't realize this. It's not skin issues you're having. It's parasites. They are in your body and they conduct a lot of things that happen. When they start pooping, and I mean pooping a lot, that's what gets you sick. That's what does a lot of harm to your body. It's all waste. It's all bowel movement. You got to help it, right? So now intermittent fasting is going to attune yourself into a feeding process and also hypersphyxiate your body with an entirety of 12 to 16 hours of true digestion. So that when you finally break it and consume something with calories, it will properly digest the food because you've given it the time to cool down. Imagine driving a car 24-7. It's impossible. It needs to stop. It needs to rest. It'll overheat. Just how it goes. You need to do that with your body as well. And I highly recommend, again, if you're ever thinking about fasting, starting to do intermittent fasting. It'll take some time. It'll take some months for you to get down. But you will be so happy about it because your weight will go down. Your hunger will go down. Your nutrient retention will go up. Your mineral in rate will go up as well because when you start eating better, drinking uh, spring water with Celtic sea salt, Celtic sea salt, everything is going to change. Your body is going to attune and feel better. It's insane. Trust me, I've been living and breathing this. That's why I can preach about this is because I know how important this stuff is. So now once you have finally attuned yourself to intermittent fasting and you want to start stepping it up to different degrees, there are a lot of different fasts you can do. There's one in religious texts that are called Daniel fast, which is fruits and vegetables, basically only eating things that the world provides naturally. No animal products, no processed foods, nothing. I even think like they even do no cooked foods, which is really cool, but I know some people do cooked food, that's fine. But you go really raw. Like I'm talking straight fruits and vegetables for like 40 days or whatever it is. That's insanely good for you. I highly recommend you find a way to intermit some kind of fasting if you're too afraid to let go of food entirely yet, which I'm going to be doing, which I'll tell you about my fast here soon. It's going to be insane. So you can start cutting out meats, which I highly recommend. Do like uh, every opposite day. Do like a Wednesday, uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, meatless. That way you're slowly wearing off of meat and it's good for your body. Trust me, you don't need it all the time. The biggest misconception I ever hear with working out in the gym is people say all the time, oh, where are you going to get your protein from, bro? You need your protein. Got to get 100 grams in a day, dude. I got to have at least five servings of chicken and beef. No, no, you do not. No, you do not. Your body can only digest up to like 10 to 20 grams of protein a day naturally. The rest of it turns into poo-poo. And also, if you're watching me on YouTube, I'm pretty sure I'm looking just fine. And I don't worry about protein. Do you know what I worry about? Minerals. And all of them. All 104 to 5 of them. If I get the minerals I need, your muscles will explode. Because you're feeding it what it wants. Protein just gets you swollen. It makes you look puffy. Just like creatine. That's why these gym bros have no IQ. Because they're eating brain dead food. Dead food. It's not how it works. Okay? I'm not going to go into too much details about food again. We already talked about what to eat. I want to focus on the things you shouldn't be, or in just in general, not eating. That's the whole point of this. So there's also the Daniel fast. There's also things where people will do just fruit fasts, just liquid fasts, just smoothie fasts, whatever it is, as long as it's lowering the input of bad food and making it more natural and easy to digest, it's going to help you. I promise you it'll be sensational. What I'm about to embark on, which... 
I'm going to keep you all updated every single day. And my goal is to do seven days right now, but I could even extend it to 14, maybe even 30. It really depends on how good I'm feeling in the moment. But I'm not just only going to give up food, and I mean entirely. I ate my last meal today, and today I was preparing, as I told you, to change the oil. So today, all I had was liquids, and it was all fruits. All fruit. I had uh, watermelon juices, I had celery juices, I had uh, bowls of fruit, just all fruit bowls from like, I'm telling you, smoothies. I did so much ingestion of minerals today. I got everything my body needs and it digested all of it properly because there was no processed foods, nothing. So I am set to go. And now since I did that all today with coconut water, everything starting tomorrow, only water and only water when I need it, because I'm going to mostly focus on a dry fast. And that is one of the toughest ones to do. A dry fast is one of those things where you're consuming absolutely nothing. And that's where I'm really going to test my body. And it's going to be tough. And I know it's going to be a very big challenge. And I don't think I'll be able to go as long doing a dry one, but I'm going to add it as much as I can. But I'll listen to my body whenever I feel dehydrated, a little bit of Celtic sea salt on my tongue, put it in a cup of water and chug the glass of water. I'll be chilling. But the most important thing, you really need to know this too, if you ever embark into a true fast, which is dry, nothing, or water fast, which is just water, you can have some water, and again, some Celtic sea salt is okay, it's not going to affect you, but you can have no caloric intake. And I mean zero. No coffee, no teas, nothing. You cannot ingest anything. Because the entire goal of this process is to turn every organ in my body off. And I mean completely. After just 24 hours, your body is starting to go into ketosis. It's starting to shut down everything now. And it's starting to digest the negative and dead things in your body. After 48 hours, my body is now so hyperasphyxiated with cleaning, it's now starting to clean out the liver my organs, my kidneys, my heart rate is slowing down. Even my inner workings of my intestinal tract is now starting to move itself outwards. And it's starting to clean because nothing's going in. After 72 hours of three days of no eating, not only is that going to be the last true day of test with hunger, it's going to be the true test now of where my growth hormones start producing in my body. Cells in the body on a microscopic level now are regenerating and cells that are filled with cancer are now being eaten because it's going to now survive. That's what true ketosis is. It's not going to touch any part of your liver. Nothing's going to start digesting. It's going to go from a molecular and cellular level and it's going to now eat away at everything in your body. Unbelievable. And it's not the good stuff. It's going to eat all of the bad stuff. I'm talking about one of the most expensive deep cleaning things you could possibly invest in. And then after 72 hours, well, you are just turning on your superpowers at that point. Because now, the longer you go after that, the more the cleaning is done. I have seen people do over 14 days of dry water fasts. And when they finally break it, and when I break it, it's going to be very light, very easy, just juices with fruits, smoothie maybe on the second day because you have to slowly wean yourself back up to that kind of level you are going to have some of the most interesting bowel movement. And now remember, tomorrow <clears throat> is going to be the last time that I actually have a bowel movement because it's going to be releasing all the fruit and everything else left over. And then once you're ingesting nothing anymore, the body starts to slow down and shut off. Because again, the only reason you're pooping 
is because you're eating. Once you stop eating, you stop pooping. But here's the crazy catch. When I finally get to that spot where I break it, I am going to see some of the most interesting stuff come out of my body because it's going to start pushing all of the mucus into clumps, all of the leftover bowel and like soot and crap that's just sitting in there into solidified orbs. And I'm going to poop out. It almost looks like anal beads, if I'm being honest with you. But it's nothing but black, dark, mucusy, just the leftover shit just sitting on the intestinal tract of your organs. And it's going to smell like the high heavens. But guess what? It was finally able to remove itself from my body. And that's the point. Nobody really understands how healthy it is to stop eating. I'm talking about, I'm going to eventually get to a level here <clears throat> within my new upcoming cycle. Once I finally start eating again and I'm in my cut phase where I'm lifting more weights, uh, higher reps, lower weight, basically doing like supersets and stuff like that. I'm going to have it to where I start adding random days of fasting to where eventually I'll probably only eat on Mondays, Wednesdays and Saturdays. Every other day in between that, no food. Just so I can keep hyper exposing myself to that growth hormone that people pay so much for tricking the body and using it to how it needs to be used. That's the point of this. You are a prisoner in your body. I understand that we're supposed to have a physical experience and we're supposed to be enjoying every single moment and everything that comes our way, whether it's friends, family, relationships, the experience of itself of nature in a higher atonement, or even you searching for truth and trying to figure out exactly what's going on in this place. All of that comes with a higher sense of consciousness. If you cannot get over your own self and stop shoving food into your mouth, you will never free yourself from your body. And again, I know we're trapped inside of it. That's why it's called a rib cage. We're caged. A cell, we're locked within it, our cells. I understand it. I get it. It's, it's too blatantly obvious at this point. But the trick is, if you're able to slowly remove yourself from being a prisoner in the body and then using it as a vessel... That's when you start becoming a super-powered humanoid being. And you can start to tune yourself with the powers that you also have as well. It's crazy that when I actually started fasting and being really religious with the fact of eating a raw diet, which I'm going to go back to for the cutting cycle where barely any cooked food, fruits and vegetables, salads all the time, like that's the stuff to truly ingest for your body to thrive. It's crazy how my like empath side started to flourish. I'm talking about I'd walk into a room and instantly feel everybody's aura and know what's going on. I would pre-predict anything anybody was about to say, cut them off and say it. They'd trip out. And also, I could even listen to people without them saying anything. And I know it sounds crazy. Trust me, I know I'm crazy. But the fact of the matter is I'm trying to attune with something higher. I need to escape the body. I threw myself into it to see if I could beat it again. And trust me, I'm having an absolute blast with this. That's why I think you should join me. And I think you should use this time as the first time you ever fast. So now, again, if you decide to do intermittent fasting, that's still fasting. And I'm proud of you. If you decide to do three days of just fruit and doing smoothies and eating fruit, I'm proud of you. Vegetables and fruit. Daniel fast. I mean, when you go to Ramadan, whatever it is, I'm proud of you because you're taking the steps in the right direction. But if you have the real huevos rancheros or ladies, you really trust in what I say in my discernments. I think you should do three days only water. And now how you prepare for that, again, is eating just fruit the day before, preferably in liquid or smoothie form so it's easy to digest, and then you just stop once you go to sleep and wake up, no food. Full send. And then whenever you finally want to break it, 
I highly recommend, same way you started it, just fruits, liquid if possible. You're going to be challenged along the way. Because remember, it sounds so fun for people to blow off steam by saying, Oh, I'm hangry. I haven't eaten since this morning. Uh, okay, I'm six days into no food and I feel amazing. And I have nothing but love to give you. It's crazy how I'm over 120 hours with no food, but you can't even go seven, six, five. Hmm. You sure it's the food that's the issue? Or it's you, the one who can't really be present. That's why I think this is something amazing. And why I wanted to invite you on my journey. And why I'm going to do the service to you that every time we start one of these shows now moving forward, starting tonight, I'll update you at the beginning and let you know how I feel. And let you know where my head is at, how my body feels, my hunger levels, and how I feel dehydrated-wise, how much water I had to drink, etc. I'm going to keep you guys updated through the entire time because I believe you should see this as much as I do. I believe you should see if this is really real and in somebody you trust, which is me, somebody who loves you. I would never recommend anything to you that you wouldn't enjoy or it wouldn't be good for you. And that's the factor is that the gym is so motivating because it makes you want to do better when you see improvement. So when you start seeing your body change, you want to keep it going. You want to eat better. You want to feed it what it wants. You want to feel better. You see how you lift. You feel how you feel. And you don't need these supplements to do it. It's in your food. That's the trick. People are lacking it, so they take it in supplements because they've never had the right ingestion of nutrients. Isn't it crazy? This entire fast is going to be so wild because I didn't even tell you the rest of it. So not only am I cutting out all food, starting now, not only am I going to go at least seven days, so next Monday, but also I'm not going to use my phone. I'm totally fasting from electronics. And the only thing I'm going to touch for an hour to two hours is this. Shallow Oceans with you. I will sit down, record the episode, edit it, then turn everything off. Meditate and go to sleep. And then when I wake up, I will not be going to the gym. I will not be doing any physical activities outside of possibly longboarding. But it's still cold outside. The only time I really enjoy it is just sunbathing right now and sun gazing, which is very good for you as well. That's probably the most extent I'm going to do because I still have to drive to LA. I still have to work the radio shows. And that's the thing too. It's always easier to fast when you don't have to do anything. But now fast while you're still around people. Fast when you're still doing the normal things you do. I'm just not stupid and not going to work out because my body needs to rest too. I've been working out way too hard. Really, I want to challenge you. If you ever do have the courage to fast for a day, two days, three days, whatever... Do it in your normal cycle. Don't take time off. It's too easy. I want you to really be challenged. I want to see how you act around other people with food. I want to see what you do when people ask you and talk to you things. I want you to see and listen to yourself. Because trust me again, the first day is not that bad. You can get through the first day pretty good with little grumbles here and there. Possibly a little bit more at night when you're trying to go to sleep. But you'll sleep okay. The second day. The second day, because I've done seven already before. The second day is where the grumbles really start to kick up because now your body's like, okay, broski, um, yeah, I know yesterday you didn't eat anything. That's fine. You're probably busy doing some shit. I get it. You're trying to be healthy. You knew you knew me. All right, whatever. Uh, this is day two, bro. And we're not digging this. What are you doing? The stomach is going to start yelling at you because the parasites are pissed off. Your ingestion rate, your body, the cycle, it doesn't understand what's going on yet because the body is its own living entity. You are living as well inside of it. That's two entities within one coinciding and living cohesively. The second day is going to be rough. The third day, because now when you go to sleep that second day, it's kind of hard to sleep on an empty stomach, especially when your body's not really sure what's going on. 
Now the third day, oh Lord Almighty, the third day, you're going to really be challenged. And this is when most people break their fast because the third day, the body is furious and it's going to yell at you. It's going to give you headaches if you're not healthy. It's going to give you headaches if you don't have right mineral ingestion. The parasites are upset. You're going to feel cold sweats. You might even get major stomach aches. You might feel lightheaded. All It's going to hit you with whatever it can to get you to fold. But guess what? I can talk about personal experience here. The only thing I've ever truly experienced is a little bit lethargic, getting kind of lower on energy because my body's going through a weird time period. But it's only the hunger pains. I never have any other issues because, number one, I still take the Celtic sea salt, Celtic sea salt and spring water, so I'm getting all my minerals I need without digesting anything outside of it, so I'm chilling. I know I won't be hurt. I know I won't get, if it was summertime, which I preferably like to do fast in summertime, I'm not going to get heat stroke or any of that stuff. But once you pass that third day, think of it as the hike up a mountain. And once you finally pass the third day, you're at the highest point of the mountain, and now it's the beautiful grays and everything in front of you. And you can see it all going vastly all downhill. On that fourth day, when you finally wake up, and keep in mind the last two nights of sleep have been god-awful. But that first, fourth day, when you finally wake up, you're going to feel like you're floating a little bit. You're going to feel a little bit different. Your body is no longer upset at you. It's finally turned itself off completely. And it's finally doing what it's meant to do. You feel more free. You feel more attached. It's almost what people feel when they microdose psychedelics. And on that fourth day of no food, almost over 100 hours now, right? No food. You go outside and you ground in the sun. Mashallah, Habibi. I'm telling you right now, you are going to feel like an effing tree. And you're going to feel how good they feel when they're firmly planted into the life force below us and attuned with the sky above us. When you go outside and ground, I'm gonna be in my little hoochie daddy shorts, no shirt, sitting in that lawn chair, feet planted right into the dirt. I am going to feel insane. It's going to be one of the best meditations I've ever done. And after day four, it's cake. You're chilling after that point because now you don't even have to sleep as long because you sleep to heal the body. The body's healing 24 seven now, so you're only gonna have to sleep maybe five hours, maybe six. You don't need to sleep much anymore. And when you wake up, you feel jacked. You feel so amazing. You feel like you used to as a kid. After staying up three days in a row playing your favorite video game, still woke up, ate Taco Bell, rearing to do anything. You're going to feel unbelievable. It truly reverses the aging process. Because now, the reason why you age is because, number one, you cast spells on yourself. Stop celebrating your birthday and conducting witchcraft negatively. Words have power. Mantras have rhythms. Think about digesting what I'm about to say to you and listen to how it's said. Happy birthday to you. Listen to the effing mantra. You might think I'm crazy. I'm saying you're the one that's crazy for letting people tell you you're getting older. That's unbelievable. When you fast and stop celebrating a stupid day, you're going to start elevating yourself and reverse the aging process because when you heal your cells and your DNA is vibrating on a higher level and you're consuming pure minerals and value, your body lasts longer. It's that simple. 
Stop letting the world convince you of these ritualistic things that you think are healthy for you. Tell me how Christians eat and drink the blood of Christ and think that's not a ritual. That's insane to me. Honestly, crazy. That is why this is so important. You need to finally escape the body. And I'm going to escape everything. I'm not touching my phone. And trust me, it's going to be tough. Well, because I've been talking to somebody recently. It's going to be tough. And I know it's fine. I mean, shoot. You know how tough it's going to be this week having multiple women that are already pre-planned to have me take them out for Valentine's Day? Do you know how tough it's going to be to not show these women the love that they deserve and show them the value that they have and serenade them from so many levels? The tippity of their toes are not only twitching and curling, their hair follicles are jumping out because they're just excited at my mere presence. But guess what? There lies the challenge. Because now I have to serenade them with my ambience, my voice, and tell them, no, I'm sorry, I cannot drink tonight. For tonight, I only want to drink in you. And I want to feel you in every level. Oh my god, Stabby, you're so cute. I'm not even going to eat food because I would take away from the taste I have of this moment. And all I want to remember when I think about this is you. Oh my god, Stabby, we don't have to eat. <laughs> I'm just saying, that's what's so fun about this is you're going to have a good time challenging your body. And let's be real. When was the last time you've done something for the first time? I'm probably safe to say it's been a cool minute, right? Well, why not challenge yourself? Why not take this chance? The worst thing that's going to happen is you're hungry for a little bit. It's not going to create life-threatening issues. You're not going to have incredible problems with your body moving forward. It's only going to help you in however many ways you allow it to for however long you do it. Simply just cutting out animal products is insane. That's why I think being more on a plant-based raw diet is the best for a human. Because we are vibrant. We are energy. You can feel my aura. My aura literally changes as I sit here and feel it. Now, why would I let my aura dwindle by eating things that are dead? Why wouldn't I want to feed it life? I'm just saying again, it's going to be wild. And I'm so excited to spend every single day just kind of recapping a little bit for you. And you can hear it in my shows because I'm still going to do regular shows with you. I'm still going to talk about stuff. We're still going to have conversation. But you're going to see it's not going to change me. If anything, I'm going to become even more enlightened throughout every episode moving forward. And it's going to scare me because I'm already tripping out when I listen back to these because it's not even me talking to you. This is my higher self living through my physical body right now, right? Like that's the best way I can even describe it. So now imagine me on a different level, a level where I'm constantly elevating and the body is no longer an issue. It's going to be insane, isn't it? So again, the health benefits are not even truly known because of how amazing they are. But from every test they've done so far, whoo, there's only positives. Inflammation is the death of you. Lower your inflammation. The best two ways to lower inflammation are like really easy and naturally that don't consider with food, grounding and fasting. You do both of those together, ground outside for about 30 minutes while you're fasting with nothing but water. Holy mother of F, you're going to literally feel everything go away. And that's one thing I'm very excited about because of how much I've been lifting and how much I've been wearing and tearing my body. It's hurting, man. My body is ready for a break. So now imagine a whole week where it can rest and I'm turning off every single part of me. And then to step it up even more, I'm disconnecting from technology. I'm only going to be around tech stuff while I'm working. And that's fine. I'll take the challenge. I'll put up my aura. I'll have my shungite with me. I'll meditate while I'm there. It won't affect me, especially when I can do some grounding before I go in. And then at night, if it was a full moon, 
I would bathe under the moon as well. And I would go for a walk outside and embrace the stars because where I live, I'm truly blessed. There's nobody that drives around me. I can walk around and enjoy the park. I can go longboarding, whatever, and enjoy the beautiful sky and the forest that's right next to me. So I think I'm very fortunate and I really wanted to challenge you because I really think this is something important for both of us. This is something that'll change your life and it'll help you live longer. And now I want to get serious with you for a second. I'm not doing this because I'm afraid of death. Far from it. I know where I'm going to be ending up after this, exactly where I need to be. And I'm going to get all the answers and see if I've obtained and did everything I needed to do. I'm not afraid of death. What I fear is having pain in the physical body I was meant to enjoy and to experience it truly. That's why this game exists. It's trying to let those who can break free truly enjoy what it can do. You have been cathorted in thinking you need a Big Mac. You've been cathorted in believing you need to eat flesh. All flesh, all animals, consumption is cannibalism. Don't let them convince you by changing nouns, verbs, definitions. They do it all the time. Herd immunity before COVID meant that whenever something happened, everybody got sick enough and has the antivirus now in them or like the anti-cells, whatever's like white blood cells, whatever it is, or got quote unquote vaccinated. So now enough of the population has the immunity for it, right? They completely changed the definition and said when enough people are vaccinated, they don't even care about herd immunity anymore from naturally getting sick and building up the, the tolerance and defense you can have for these things now, which again, I still don't believe sickness is the way it is but they can still change definitions all the time. So you don't think they change other things as well? You don't think they try to give you a misconception of what is and what isn't? You think big corporations is not an actual thing and they're not trying to control you? When we talked about singing happy birthday and all these ritualistic tendencies, even the Super Bowl itself, which is really called Superb Owl, look into it. It's the same thing they worship at Bohemian Grove. They love this owl god. You are just being too far from self and removed from thinking that you should eat flesh because they've convinced you. They've added into the Bible. They've added into every society, every culture. Well, dude, why wouldn't I eat these things? And I know I said I wouldn't talk about food, but I'm sorry. I want to finish on this point. Why wouldn't I eat a cow? Because they never existed. They're 80% human DNA. They're altered off of oxes and boars or excuse me, oxes, like wild things in the wild, right? What about pigs, boars? What about chickens, wild poultry, whatever's out there? They're not real. Nothing we eat is real. So how do you expect to be real? How do you expect to be sentient and conscious if you're constantly digesting things that aren't real and good for you? How are you going to vibrate high when you're eating nothing but low energy food? How am I going to drive a car fast if I have not enough gas? It doesn't make any sense to me. The car is the best reference I can make to your human anatomy and your body. You need to take care of your vessel. Stop participating in these ritualistic tendencies and willingly giving them your energy. You don't even have much anymore, but they'll take it. They love fear and hatred and anxiety. They love low energy because to them, that's the best. They feed off of that stuff. Do you know what feeds from higher energy? Love, affection, unconditional love, uh, empathy. All, do you know what that feeds? Creation. And it brings you closer to it and removes you from self and body so fast. Prove me wrong that it does something bad for you. I'll wait. Do you know who shouldn't fast? And I'll say this really affirmatively. You should not do a dry or water fast if you're overweight. If you're eating nothing but bad food. If you've never tried to do little things and eat healthier. If that's the case, if you started fasting, you could die or possibly even 
I don't know what else could happen because of how much toxins you would release in your body. Baby steps and slowly move forward. So if you're somebody who still needs to make changes in your life, stop eating shit food. You're better than that. Do not tell me it's because of how expensive it is. You're lying to me. I can make a purely plant-based food right now, one of the best meals with nutrients and everything for under 10 bucks. You're full of shit if you tell me otherwise. You just don't want to cook or prepare. That's fine. Then prepare to be buried before me. Okay? Imagine dying. <laughs> Couldn't be me. So I'm pumped and I'm very excited. This is going to be an adventure that I've started to do a lot in my life. And since I've started to embark into this show again so heavily, thanks to my muse and everything I've been doing because of this, why wouldn't I continue to challenge you? Why wouldn't I continue to welcome you into the path I'm going on and lead and live the life that I say? So, I say it again. Join me for a fast. And if you'd like to just see how it goes, come back tomorrow. I'll make sure to tell you tomorrow night, after 24 hours go by. And then again, after 48, 72. 96. I'm excited because I have a feeling this is going to be one of the best things for me and I'm removing even more this time. No phone, no communication through electronical things, only face-to-face -face in person. I don't need to have scrolling, none of that. I don't need any of that stuff. Just purely focused on grounding, being connected, and meditating. Also real quick, before we get out of here, I do want to mention this as well. Be very careful who you allow in on these decisions, and who you tell about fasting. It even says it in the Bible, and I do quote, be careful who you tell of what you do, especially fasting. Keep that closed behind doors between you and God, for that is the only one who will truly have your back and not tell you or sway you in a decision you make. So make sure you know who's next to you and who you tell, and there's a reason why I'm only telling you that I'm fasting, because I want you to experience it with me and feel how good it is to escape the you and me. If I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Love.